That's what I thought, bitch. Anyways, today's one of those days where everybody just woke up and was like, it's Lambhead Day. I don't know what it was, but Lambhead was in the water. And um, Lambhead is, of course, um, the unknown Kenner Star Wars figure that they don't want you to know about that we worship as a golden god. Hi, Rob. Eh, I still can't hear you, Rob. But anyways, it's probably for the best, honestly. Um, yeah, so today we just have like a pretty relaxed show, kind of m was more uh, interested in the um, UFO story du jour. Um, as you can see, I'm behind this, this space background because you're in a cult. All of you are in a cult. You just don't know it or you do know it and you're happy. Um, if you're unhappy, we'll reprogram you and everything will work out. Right, Meg? I mean, I'm going to use Meg's. Meg's got the best voice, so Meg will just like be like, "You will accept us." Yes, yeah. Me and me, Meg need to do our our UFO show. That is a fact, Meg. Uh, I life has been silly the last couple of weeks. The amount of stupid shit I had to deal with, and uh, and I messaged Meg or Meg messaged me where we're talking. We're like trying to schedule it, but we will do it, Meg. It will happen. It will happen before Christmas. That's a promise. Um, <laughs> KM22 says Avatar, Avatar, Avatar Me trying to summon Rob Ron back to the show Should we call, start calling him Ron? We'll call him Ron Rob Swanson <laughs> But uh, Yeah, so anyways um, Just like re yeah, really quickly um, I was How do I How do I phrase You know, I don't want to say the wrong thing I, I had coffee this morning and um at that coffee kind of thing you know yes yes skeleton crew is expected to come out christmas 2024 are you all serious i disagree yeah uh it's not what i want but um between what bespin has heard i've now heard from two different sources that it would be you know sometime after like halloween and then now uh today i talked to somebody who says that it they expect and this is this is a lucasfilm person it to be a holiday 2024 christmas season 
So um, when I hear holiday 2024, usually that would mean around Thanksgiving to Christmas would be the window of that one uh, supposedly hitting. So that's that's the uh, news du jour uh, on that front. And uh, no, it's not. Yeah, it's definitely not coming out in January. Like uh, we were saying before, for it to come out in January, um, we would also have other sources that would know about certain purchases um, that would go into the advertising of that. Um, I'm going to say almost impossible. Um, at the same time, uh, it's the one that's like the last show of the year. So with that, once again, to reiterate what Bespin and I have been saying for the last couple of months now, for quite a while, actually, it looks like it's Acolyte first, and then it's Skeleton Crew. And with that, uh, I still don't see how Andor fits into the year. There was the Empire article with that was probably based off of their press releases, you know, their history, Lucasfilm's history of press releases, saying when things were supposed to go, you know, and celebration era information. As far as uh, I don't have anything on on when Andor is supposed to hit. Um, they said that uh, they, in their opinion, the source believes that Mando uh, Four probably has benefited from that break. And that they think Mando Four had some pretty good revisions uh, go go through before um, where we're at now. So hopefully it's you know hopefully that's also good news. It's that this isn't the biggest news. This is bottom of the barrel shit, you guys. I, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass on that. Like it is. This is bottom of the barrel shit. But it's it's something in the barrel at least. You know, it's it's been a little bit little bit quiet overall. There's a lot of stuff like in flux right now. We're like in between things getting going up in full speed. And then a lot of people going like, don't say anything yet because of where we're at, you know? So, uh, yeah, the the future looks good. Um, it was a good conversation today for what it's worth. Things look good. It looks like the ability to produce is, or I should say, the dedication to produce is going to be pretty solid. So, yeah. What? Andy season two? No Andy season two. They didn't even make an Andy season one. Andy, a Star Wars story? That shit got canceled. So, anyways. Let's see how Ron's doing. Hi, Ron. Hey. There you go. I can hear you now. You're working. It's like Kathleen Kennedy's running my computer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She's like... She's like, oh, it's it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off. Yeah, it's we on. are pretty much going to devolve into that part, that that place of <laughs> Kathy Kennedy's the new Obama. You know, thanks Obama, yeah. thanks Kathy, yeah. thanks, thanks Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, <laughs> thanks again. So, yeah, and um, Skywalker Academy says good. I spilled it that way before and thought about it. Oh, oh, Andy, Andy season two, yeah. But yeah, so anyways, oh, uh, yeah, like if you remember a few months back, we were like, hey, if you only subscribe to Disney Plus for Star Wars, uh, you might want to save your money for a while. <laughs> and and just going to reiterate that again, if you're doing a month to month thing, 
there was there was a I don't know if it's still active, but there was a really good deal for Black Friday that I used, and uh, it's like Disney Plus and Hulu for like three bucks a month, but you get the ads. But I was like, well, for three bucks a month, uh, I could deal with no. that. You know, like ads. No, I don't like ads either. But I mean, if I'm looking at spending like you know, like was it like twenty five for the old one that has ESPN and I don't use ESPN. So if I'm talking mm-hmm. like three hundred bucks a month or like or a year or like thirty, you know, whatever that is, I don't know how much is that. But I just don't give them money for Hulu. That's yeah, side, I like. I, I like. Look, Hulu, I, I I liked it too, but it was like I'm watching only Murder season three, and every time it cuts to the you to the end of the show, which it's a murder mystery. Yeah. So you know, generally speaking, the last ten seconds is the hook, right? Like mm-hmm. there's some cliffhanger. Yeah, right before that would happen, it would minimize the screen and go to an ad. Like, a, yeah, you know, like you can't minimize the screen before the credits, guys. Like, this is ridiculous. You can't, you can't do that. You can't. So. No, that's 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 completely fair. No, um, yeah, my my thing with Hulu is like I'll go and I'll watch like three episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I'll be like, well, I am done now. I'm gonna go about my life, and then a couple of days later, I'm gonna go back. And when I hit resume on the show that it's offering me, it's like three episodes back from like where I started. And I'm like, fuck you, Hulu. And I, I, I am hoping that Hulu and Disney Plus, because they're gonna merge into the same app this year, I'm hoping that it like they're just like, yeah, we're not fixing bugs on this shit and stupid shit on these apps because it's going to go into a new interface and we'll get new bugs then that's my hope anyways but <laughs> is is bad 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 batch is still is still happening um why don't i suggest everybody just harass bestman bulletin and just say tell us when the fucking bad batch is coming out nobody gives a fuck tell us bestman you stupid shithead try that that i mean we tried the other approach you guys did we not Oh, it's coming, but they're changing the title to Bad Biatch. <laughs> oh, Bad um, Biatch. Oh, yeah. because Kathleen Kennedy, she's like, this yeah. show's about bad, the bad bitches of Star Wars. Yeah, they're all female now. They're all, they're all, all the clones. Yeah, they, they changed all the clones to female. They just spontaneously, yeah. What's, Jason, what's one thing you miss about the ni- like 90s Star Wars or just the 90s we're, in general? We're all still um, lifty on what Omega is, though, so... <laughs> <laughs> What what I what I I do miss bookstores and record stores and it feeling special when you went into one and found something that like you knew you couldn't find anywhere before the internet. Like that's something. I, I also I also mm-hmm. checked that up to like just our ignorance. Like I don't mean, you know, you, you need less experience in the world. More things are new. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I rarely saw like the sixty year old <laughs> musician. You know go into yeah blockbuster music and be like i found the one thing no one had you know like it just mm-hmm. <laughs> i think uh i don't know like that's what use record shops are for you still have used music you can still go into those places they still have yeah but but if you do it you're only doing it to ethically support the record store even existing it's like it's like it's like feeding a, a, an invasive species at that point you know i hate to say it that way but it's like oh. the concept is dead. I could go into a record store. I could drop twenty five dollars to get uh, 
a vinyl of like a St. Vincent record to get the, the code that I'll put to own the digital one. And now I own the tangible material and I'll listen to the record a couple of times, but probably mostly listen to it the other way. Um, but there's absolutely nothing that you could go find in a store that you probably cannot find online. That's, that's yeah, well, even, thing. even if there is a physical copy, it's like this whole man, dude, I'm just not a fan now. Like you can't have an album. You have to have like three EPs released over eighteen months, you know. Yeah, it makes like, more sense like my... to like do it that way. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's... but it sucks because now you got to track down three separate things. You can't just get an album. You got to go find three of them now to get basically what was the album. Well, it's like it's like, and to move this into like Star Wars, like it used to be, if you were going out looking for vintage toys, right? You go and you find a Greedo. Let's just say the condition is like a, a seven. And you're like, fuck, that's not bad. It's not great. But you're like, do I pick it up? Do I pick up this Greedo? And then you're like, nah, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then you pick it up. And then you don't see a Greedo for like another year in the antique stores. And when you do, they're not as good a quality. So you're like, I made the right buy. But today with the internet, you made the wrong buy because you can literally just go buy a nine condition Greedo, pay for it, obviously. And then, so like all of the fun is taken out of everything on that front for, for me, for the most part. So it's like, I really have to go and do those things, just hoping I'm going to stumble on something I didn't know existed. So there's no white whale. You know what I mean? There's no like holy grail. If I could just find the holy grail online if I want to buy it. And um, so it's, yeah, that's that. That's yeah, but usually at like absorbent prices, right? Of course. Like, yeah, I mean, 50, I mean, you could, I mean, you could hope to find something. But at the same time, like more than not, you just find everything marked up in those stores because they have to cover the rental of the space. So it, it's well, yeah. look, I collect um, the NECA Mirage Comics Turtles figures, mm-hmm. specifically the one based off the original Mirage Comics. Yeah. Right. Okay. Love the designs, love the build quality, love them. <laughs> but um, for something like that, you know, NECA just uh, they're like, eh your problem find it so like they put the turtles in the store but uh you want to get one you're never going to find it there's so few quantities the people work in there snatch them up or it's just a pain so you got to pay at a minimum on ebay 50 dollars more mm-hmm. you know to get something yeah. like that i mean so what are you but do? when you yeah you, you spend fifty dollars more but like like for me if i was to drive around los angeles and stuff like that i'm gonna spend probably 30 bucks in gas you know what i mean just trying to get around so uh, it's, well, yeah yeah that, that's true. that's that's the whole you know but like i said that's just that's just what what was more fun to me about the night was like bookstores existed and when you found a book it was rare not everybody could just have any book like you, you want to hear it's hear a weird problem today. i have a bookstores though jason Mm-hmm. Here's my problem bookstores, right? We have a problem with bookstores? I gotta go to the bathroom when I smell books. Like, what? <laughs> since I was a little kid. You get me in a bookstore, I gotta go. And, and now it's that's not a the, problem. That's the weirdest in the thing 80s, I've ever heard in my life. I know. I looked it up. It's a thing. Like, it's an actual medical it's condition. A... Some, people, some people have this thing, right? So weird. So triggered. You got antiques? So in the 80s, like, now it's not a big issue. Every, everything has a bathroom. But in the 80s, no low library had a bathroom. <laughs> mm-hmm. So library day, man, as a kid, I feared it. I'm like, oh, no. Like, 
<laughs> yeah. What? Everybody's going to libraries having this shit? This is new to uh, me. I never heard about yeah, this. It was a scary day for it was the worst day. You know, scholastic book fair. I had to get in and out, Jason. Here's my ticket. Gotta get like, you know, like the soup nuts. You gotta get in there. Here's my stuff. Get my books. Get out. Run. Like run, wow. run. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So oh uh, yeah, so what wanna hear the uh the newest UFO UFO grift du jour? sure so all day the last like 24 hours there was all this stuff going like oh everybody set your pants to shit rob's in the library you know it's yeah. coming everybody buckle mm -hmm. up oh yeah and then, and then yeah, um, i don't need prunes and it and it turns <laughs> out it's a oh. daily mail article with no evidence again exclusive cia's cia secret office has conducted UFO retrieval missions on at least nine crash sites around the world, whistleblowers reveal. So once again, see, see, this is like, like the problem, like, and just to like cross references to, to Star Wars, like what we do, I don't name sources. You can't name sources like, and, and the UFO people get really mad about it. Like, oh, you must name what's Julie Roberts doing right there. Look at Julie Roberts is like peeking in there. Um, <laughs> But they're always like they're always like you know names are, well you can't so so that's that's a stupid thing if you are into, into this anything and you need name sources well it's never going to actually happen so but what you do need is the people who have access to the sources who come out and then say here's what's going to happen this is what the, the thing is and then then it's backed up so that you know like if it's uh video games everybody respects the word of jason schreier correct and it's like it's like so you need like your jason schreier of the ufo stuff and um but you end up not having it because there's so much fucking money on the table by just saying tomorrow tomorrow that you don't really get that so the office of global access oga god this site is so fucked with ads i can barely even read it um the office of global access oga a wing of the cia has played a central role i can't even fucking read your article because of your goddamn ads <laughs> what the fuck all right, a central one collecting alien spacecraft since 2003, says the Daily Mail. Sources tell the Daily Mail. Oh, no. Jeez, look a at jingle fucking... ring ad. A jingle ring ad. Are they fucking serious? Like, what do they want me to do with this? Jesus. The ad CIA I hate has a system it, but... in place that can discern UFOs while they're so cloaked. And special military units are sent to salvage the wreckage. So this is more just like saying like what Grush has been saying, you know. And then let me ask you this. Let me ask you guys and the, the uh, chat. Uh, put put a one if if I'm fucked up for thinking this because I might be. I don't know. And a two if you if you think that that's a fair question. The the quote UFO whistleblower. This guy named David Grush. He's uh, he's he's autistic. And I see that as a problem when you are trying to interview people who may be facetious. Does that seem like a like a fair concern? Like if I'm like, yeah, here's where we keep the little green men, and then he's on the spectrum and doesn't get that I'm joking, can't read my face. Is that a problem? It's a it's a it's a it's a like a legitimate question that I that I I have. I don't know if it's if that's how it works or not, but I'm like, because if people are fucking around with you, if they're joking around, he's not he might not know. And he might be might be running with some outlandish claims by because I mean if you interview a thousand people, a couple of them are gonna be jokesters, I would say. Um, three sources briefed at those alleged top secret operations told DailyMail.com that the global 
The Office of Global Access, OGA, a wing of the Central Intelligence Agency's Science and Technology, has played a central role since 2003. So this is... Jesus fucking Christ, I am never reading this site again on the show. I like they're like you can't you can't use the, you can't read the site without an ad blocker. Well, you know what? You can't fucking read the site with fucking ads. So, what a piece of shit. But yeah, I mean and, and like it's like yeah, so Pistol Pete says it can be a strength and a weakness. Like I would imagine the an- analytical skills, the ability to keep um all of the facts and narrative straight like if that's like where their strength lies because usually they're sort of like a give and a take with autism from what i understand like somebody can be really good with like numbers colors stuff like that might not be so good on the you know socially or whatever and 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 i'm sure he's very mildly autistic too but i just curious if if that's like a, a problem or not you know so he says so he says skywalker says it's a two which means it's fair concern it really depends on how far on the spectrum the person is most autistic people are genius level with numbers but yeah social skills are kaput and like like i I could see that i could see somebody with autism being an asset in data collection to the cia and also sort of a hindrance on other aspects like i said reading between the the lines if you're a very literal person i i would imagine just having done a quote intelligence with star wars from the star wars and central intelligence agency um, I can tell you that there's a lot of between the line talk that goes on, and I would imagine it has to be the copious amounts of it, you know, in that that thing. So that's why I'm, when it comes to Gresh, I'm a little like skeptical that he's not just being used, you know, if he's if he is sincere in the first place. So, like, he can obsess and analyze facts, says Mister Pete, but at the same time, he can't interpret people or use intuition. Yeah, yeah, that's that's you know. Oh yeah, De- definitely, definitely ISB of Star Wars. I'll I'll get you. I'll get you if you got if you got it out there. But um, Daily Mail is the ISB is Star Wars. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like saying chai tea. It, it yeah, is right? chai. But Rick Jones says Daily Mail has been shit posting UFO stories for of course, and that's that's the um, the 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 problem with it being such a joke, uh, the UFO thing is there has been legit ufo things that pop out in in rags you know what i mean that's that's the problem that we have but and to go back to the david grush thing the quote ufo whistleblower um if he's really like doing this shit like why why is he on like joe rogan like why isn't he talking to you know the post or whatever i know why yeah i I know know. but 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 you, you you see what i'm saying though like you would if you were really sitting on something, I, I can see, oh, I need to get it out to everyone. I would give, I would give that, like, I, I could see that perspective being real, but also like, but you're kind of just going on the, you know, the low brow circuit, so to speak. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. So, okay, what, 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 what Cascadian says, this all just seems fishy to me. Terry Gross interviewed Garrett Graff on Fresh Air last night. It was the same version of a conversation around the, this topic. Yeah, that's like, like, have you seen the uh, the uh, stuff about that like stereoscopic like video of of that missing? I think it's like the Malaysian Airlines plane. Like that's the UFO story of the of the last couple of weeks too. Is that like they they claim that they have the video from the satellites? And um, the the usual debunkers, the McWest types, 
they're like, oh, we can see that this is an asset. Like this pattern is the same here as it is there. Therefore, it's a visual effect. And then the UFO people are like, no, that's like physics. The pattern would be the same. But they, they think that plane was abducted by UFOs. Yeah, they uh the uh video it couldn't footage... just crash out of ineptitude or sheer tragedy. Well, no, no, it when you the actual like video itself, like once again, I believe it's likely very likely a fake. But the video itself uh has stuff going wasn't from was released in 2014 for the first time onto the internet. It's before it was common knowledge how the satellites would have photographed the plane. And it's sort of accurate. It seems to be accurate to the best of of, of the general experts' knowledge. The people that hoax things have more than common knowledge. Well, well the, no, the uh, the thing about it is that, like, um, to me, and then uh, I don't know much about the hacking world and stuff. But then anonymous is released stuff from it now, and um, I don't know if it's like another video or if it was just you know more stuff backing it up, but. This, you know, the government would like, like, put f- fake would would put fake stuff to see where it leaks from too. I think. I think they would. MK Ultra was not common knowledge, or was common knowledge amongst the UFO elites, but most people didn't know about it till Stranger Things. I mm-hmm. mean, look how long that went, you know. Mm-hmm. So they still think it's like a version of Mortal Kombat three they never played. So right. like, I just, uh, yeah, I, I man, I, I, I. T- I believe in some crazy stuff, but at the end of the day, I have, I, the easiest answer generally is the one that, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, does it make more sense that, that somebody faked the Malaysian airlines video, you know, using the actual technology as it would be, you know what I mean? Not using the technology, but imitating it in 2014 and got it right. Uh, then, then a UFO came from space and stole the airplane. Yes. <laughs> yes every time that's why it, it it that's why we need the actual evidence that's why like when david grush goes and he's speaking um to congress and shit um if they're not bringing any evidence about any of the claims if everything's is anecdotal that's not evidence like if if a source tells me a bunch of stuff i will probably believe them i won't move forward with it and when they show me then i'll go Oh, there it is, without a doubt. And then now I will, you know, put my name on the line or whatever, so to speak, to back it up. And that's what we kind of need with the UFO stuff with the those those types. Like we, you know, like I'm I'm of the opinion right now that Elizondo didn't pan out. That Elizondo is um, no. on the grip. Well, yeah, but 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 remember, we we had to follow it as it was developing, as he's making the claims. And then we look at the claims over time and we see, oh yeah, he just keeps saying six months, six months, six months, and six months and six months. And you're like, well, it this isn't going anywhere. And and this this same problem, it, it exists in the Star Wars thing too. You know what I mean? Where there's just always like, oh, let me give you a, a scoop for something that's two years away that hasn't filmed yet. And the people are like, okay. And then they all fall for it, you know? But you need to like look back and look at like, well, okay, what ha- you know, what has come to fruition? Like the other guy in the UFO thing, uh, Jeremy Corbell. 
he's definitely releasing real things, things that were thought to be like UFO based at one time, at least when he got it, I do believe he believed it like, oh yeah. But then like those triangle drones uh, off the coast of California, it's been debunked, but you'll still see him go on ABC or something and act like it's not been debunked. Like what he had was like real and it's not. And so right there, the level of, of integrity, the ability to go, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you what, what, what you don't want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear or, and it's not real. Turns out that one didn't pan out. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with something leaking through the government. That's like a mystery. And then we have the answer. You know what I mean? And then it turns out it's not that, you know, I mean, that's just part of like, I think having integrity with your information, like the other, the other, the other day when we tweeted out the, a question about the snow troopers turned out it was a party kind of like a, an expo uh at at pinewood so went and did the uh, update said hey turns out this isn't uh anything and then you still see people running with it and citing me and they follow me they follow me enough to copy what i put up on the internet yet not enough to put the clarification because the clarification doesn't get you anything so it's a big problem with information uh thank you for that for the super chat shogun so is there a problem with slow UAP disclosure? Say aliens exist, then buy, see in a year, leaves public angry. If you lead up to it, but no confirmed aliens, people be, why are we talking about this for years? Yeah, that's kind of the, uh, so the, the story as it goes now, I would say, like the official story um, in the, I think that all UFO people agree on and even Grush is the one who is pushing it now. I think, um, what was he on? He was on something recently pushing it. They claim that basically everyone has just broken the law so much over the years trying to keep the concepts and technology that they are supposedly retrieving in these crashes um, a secret so that they can develop it. But the problem is... Like when you take a piece of like, let's just say a UFO crashes in your backyard, then um, that piece is taken by the government and it's given to like um, a private contractor. Well, the other contractors can now sue because they did not have the ability. They didn't get the chance to bid on it on the project. They didn't get the access to the technology. It's an unfair advantage. And uh, all of those people also invest are invested in those those companies. So they claim that for disclosure to actually move forward, we're going to need a, okay, no one is going to be arrested or sued and you cannot sue the government on this topic. They need a, everybody needs to be basically granted a, a pardon. And um, so that's kind of what they're claiming. And that's until that happens, UAP disclosure in a, in a, you know, what we have. They'll get their pardon we'll... and then they won't release it anyway. That's yeah. our government. Yeah, probably. It, they don't care. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it probably comes down to private interest really being. being it's like when you campaign on Medicare for all and you finally say you're going to get it and then it still has insurance premiums. You're like, then mm. that's not it. Like, that's. Yeah, that's about it. What are we doing here? Yeah, you know, medical bankruptcies for everyone. That's what you wanted, right? That's why. That's why we all wanted. That's why we voted for people so we can we can have yeah. that. Sure. 
That's true. Yeah. I mean, and so that that's where I'm kind of of the opinion. And I don't know how likely this is to happen, but it's probably going to going to disclosure when you get down to it. I think they've already told us as much as they will tell us as much as they possibly could. You know what I mean? Like, like they're like, yeah, there's things we don't know what it is. I think that's probably as much as they're going to tell us. So it would probably take a private person or a company that to actually like give disclosure in some way, but I just don't see it actually uh, happening. Like remember that, that Elizondo uh, paper that we saw uh, or that like meme. I don't know what you call it. See, do I still have that? I think I texted it to you, but it, it has like Elizondo and he's like, like 2017 disclosure just happened. 2018. I think disclosure already happened. 2019. Is this it right here? Nope. Um, and it just like, kind of like keeps going and it's just like, Oh yeah. Then he's like, Oh, disclosure is coming. And then it changes. I think disclosure is just around the corner. Then it's like disclosure is going to happen by 2030. And it's just like, come on. Hey, half our government won't even admit January 6th was a terrorist attack. So what do you want me to do about it? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the world we live in. It's yeah. true. No. Yeah, it's true. Oh yeah. What's the T on droid story. Thank you for uh, reminding me. Yeah. So with a uh, droid story, um, to be upfront, I got dog shit on it when you get down to it. But, <laughs> but, but no, what I do have is that, is that it sounds like it was just research and development. It doesn't sound to me like it got very far. Um, this is a, how do I explain this? Um, a source at Lucasfilm that wouldn't know a lot about it. That wouldn't basically says that shit really went down on it. And like this, this source, when things are really like heated up, they will know there will be stuff, information moving back and forth, things that are seen, talked about, you know what I mean? And it sounds to me like it just was research and development on it. So, uh, was it even like greenlit? I don't know, man. You know what I mean? It doesn't sound good. I'm not holding my breath. Love to be wrong as always. Love to be wrong about Skeleton Crew. Would love for it to come out in three months, you know? Judging by the quality of their logo, I'm gonna say a no. <laughs> maybe they have a maybe they made new logos. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're maybe I hope that's not the I'm kinda tired of it already, that logo. But it sounds like only Mando 4 will be filming next year unless I forgot something. Yeah, I mean yeah, Mando 4. Did did Bespin say something about Mando 4 when it's filming in his last article? I can't remember what he said now. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, but Ma Mando 4 uh is probably the main thing filming next year. Yeah, I mean, and then like there's a possibility of movement on Lando later in the year, but I don't think that's I don't know where we're at with that. You know, Lando becoming a movie is like such a head scratcher, isn't it? Like, isn't that so weird? Like that it went from t most things we've heard about are movies getting demoted to 
no television series if you will. the story should have resolved once they once they're done with the story on disney plus it moves to movies if it's popular or not that's how yeah. i feel but then and it just, stays in the movie land it doesn't come back it, 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 that that business model makes no sense to me the average person's gonna be like i'll just wait till it's on disney plus doesn't yeah you know the, look the whole i thought the way of getting out of origin movies would be disney plus so we don't have to go watch to Captain America one when it has the obligatory, you know, I, I like the origin, but you know, there's a lot of superheroes you don't want to sit through origins through. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you could do the origin as a Disney plus series or in a Disney plus series. And then when that character graduates, you can go, you know, boom, or in star Wars, you just have an opening crawl. that says, you know, what briefly happened. And if you want to know, you can go on Disney plus and get caught up on all that stuff. It's a reason to subscribe. Yeah. Not, Oh, uh, yeah, it'll be on the, the theaters and then later Disney Plus, and then we're gonna do more theaters. It'll make no sense. No one's gonna, no, people are just yeah. be, forget inflation, even if inflation never happened or greedflation, as we gotta call it what it really is, even if there was mm-hmm. no greedflation, um, greedflation, yeah, that's what we're experiencing. <laughs> how did how does every country worldwide experience this right at the same exact time? So hey man, my eggs are worth fourteen dollars. I don't know what you're talking about. They were some good weather. You mean the Amish who aren't part of the global monetary fund are dealing with greedflation? So mm-hmm. the uh even if that didn't happen, people would still be like, I'll wait. <laughs> yeah. Um to, but once again to reiterate, because I've already seen like a, a a gif from this show, or not a gif, but a, a, an image on twitter um christmas season it doesn't necessarily mean december you know what i mean it means the christmas skeleton crew for christmas season so in that that window so not saying december i'm not saying anything specifically i'm saying that that christmas decorations go up like in august you know it's (laughs) well i'm talking i'm talking like thanksgiving to christmas you know what i mean is 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 the window that we're looking at here let's let's even make it wider let's just say like november 1st on you know to november to, to december like in that that window right there and um eight episodes so i don't know if they'd have it go into the into the next year but whatever something like that so christmas season happens after halloween for some people yeah i know that's that's about when you when you see like the stores change things over right you kind of get like Halloween's done, and then we start to get the the, the Thanksgiving and Christmas thing. It's kind of like a transitional thing with Thanksgiving to Christmas because there's a little bit of carryover, but yeah, unfortunately, um, and and unfortunately, I think it makes sense. I don't like it. I want all of the Star Wars stuff in my eye holes right now. I want to see everything. I want it now. I, I'm a little Veruca Salt. Want it now, Daddy. But at the same time, with Mando, as best been said, not filming until uh, next year. Um, what is it, spring or something? I can't remember what he said now. But uh, wh- whatever he said, uh, next year, you, you have another t- 10 months until the Mando can even come out, right? So that puts Mando into, into 2025, late 2025 sometime. So you don't necessarily want to go two years without a Mando story. So by doing it this way, I think you do end up with picking up that, giving that story like a little bit of, of momentum. And in theory, we're going to have Mando and Ahsoka and then the Filoni film. 
So we'd have Skeleton Crew, Mando, Ahsoka. That would be, in theory, how this should go. And, uh, you know, you don't necessarily want those things to be two years apart from each other. And you, you, but you don't want them. You want enough spacing that it's sort of an event when it hits to use the Kathleen Kennedy eventize word. Need to eventize Star Wars, everybody. Um, every seven uh, months, it'll be a big event. Everyone's every gonna be like, I haven't seen that before. It's only been seven months. <laughs> yeah, real special. Yeah, but pa- uh, Shale says Pedro Pascal is gonna make a jillion dollars if he hasn't already. Oh no, man. I think uh, you know, he was fighting during at the end, you know, when he was doing season one for his pay, and then I think he fell more in line with what they originally wanted by the end, and then we're all used to seeing him by then. So I don't know. I mean Nah man, he's, he's just doing he's making all his money stretching. Yeah. He likes to stretch. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know why he always gives him the accent. He's from where I'm from. We're from the I like same to stretch, we literally have the same accent. We're from the same area. I like to stretch fantastic. <laughs> um Skywalker's Academy says, I don't remember. Our tradition was setting up a tree the day after Thanksgiving, but that became Black but that became Black Friday in the eighties. Yeah, for me, Black Friday, I don't think I really knew of it until, like, the early 90s. I remember, like, my family going to get my grandmother a bread maker and then coming back exhausted. And I was just like, you saved $75 on a bread baker, but you're exhausted and you were up all night. I think it's just worth paying the $75 extra considering it ruined your whole weekend. But what do I know? Um the kids in Skeleton Crew are going to be seniors in high school when the press tour starts. Yeah, that's that's another thing that has I've I've speculated before, is that delaying Skeleton Crew could theoretically allow for Skeleton Crew two to go into production before we've even seen one. And um, there's been nothing that states that's going to happen. Skeleton Crew. Um, I don't have anything strong on it being a limited well, series well, or a series. Jason Canton, why are they making more skeleton crew when Ahsoka 2 hasn't been greenlit yet? <laughs> yeah. But but the uh, the uh, thing is, is that skeleton crew ha- does have a clock. I mean, those kids are going to become 37 in no time. And in, in film uh-huh. production years, you know. The, Especially that Rebo kid. Rebo's, yeah. Rebo's aged seven years in one year. You don't know that, Jason. Like, it's fucking balding by the time you get to the yeah. third season. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be um, they're gonna have to like act quick on them, or they're gonna have to just be like, yeah, time has passed. You know what I mean? They're gonna have to like have the seasons basically somehow real time. Mm-hmm. The skeleton crew got older. Somehow, <laughs> somehow. it turns out they went light speed too far and. Should they just play younger and even though they're like adults, like just, just keep pretending they're little kids? Like Chris says, Rob, I can help you with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures. There are plenty around these parts. Oh, no, I'm all caught up. But what I'm trying to say is when they first release, yeah, we'll talk. But I mean, with shipping these days, what's the difference between 50 mm. months? <laughs> yeah. Joel yeah. says, Moff Gideon turned into comic relief character. I hope but- they give us some real bad guys who pose a threat. To Gregor, a protagonist to keep watching. Yeah, well, Angers the implication me so much. The, the angers impli- me so much, dude. The yeah, the implication at the end of the season is, and when you put it together with Ahsoka, is that Mando thinks he's going to take his child 
to teach him how to become a Mandalorian, the Man the Mando ways, and that they're going to hunt Imperials, stormtroopers, and low level you know douche douches that are currently disempowered in a faltering empire that doesn't really exist anymore. And he's doing that as Grand Admiral Thrawn returns. So he's going to go out there, I, I think, in the first episodes, and he's going to arrest a bunch of fools who they want back almost immediately. And he's going to be like sort of their primary um, antagonist to the Empire at that moment. And it's not going to be good because it's going to reform under Thrawn. They're going to resurrect all of those dead witches in the coffins and shit. And Grogu and Mando fucked with the wrong gang, basically. Is what it's gonna is what it's gonna come out to, and um, so in theory, you could get your wish. Now, could they make them all a bunch of bumbling fucking idiots? It's anything's possible. Anything anything could, could happen. What do you guys think, though? Do you guys think Moff Gideon? Do you guys think Moff Gideon's dead? Hit hit one in the chat if you think he's dead. Hit two if you think he's alive. Because I want to know know what you guys think on that. Because I'm of the opinion that he's not dead that he's all injured from that fire and that explosion. And he's just going to be in that Mando armor from now on. And that's an ability to let him fight for Esposito to not need to be on screen, just like Mando and be a voice only. And uh, they could use his face, you know, when, when they need it, which won't be that often. And he looks cooler in the suit, but I, I do I don't like that. I don't like what I perceive to be a fake out death. Um, especially with Star Wars when they bring back people. Like, I'm this is just my opinion. I think they're gonna bring back Ventress. Ventress is is buried on Dathomir, and they're bringing all of these witch corpses to Dathomir to resurrect them. So she they just go, Oh, but not her. No, she's gonna come back to life too. So I don't think it I don't I don't think the the balance of where the narrative is going on that front was a good idea. Because the discourse is already that nobody dies in this universe. And they don't. It's serialized fucking entertainment. What do you expect, you know? I mean, they're going to... That's what's what it's going to be. That said, on that one, I just don't think it was, was worth it. I, I, my favorite is how the Force <laughs> ghosts stay young, but the memories of characters, they age in their memory. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, you get a 40-year-old, 16-year-old Anakin... Right. But he's 22 years old when he's a forest ghost. That I, I love that. <laughs> Rick Jones said zero, which means he's the chosen one. And he's going to be reborn. Wow, that's a weird one, Rick. It's a weird take, Rick. Uh, Royal Fina says two. The clone thing should not be ignored. Perfect setup for him to come back. Uh, yeah, either as a clone or or that wasn't the real him, right? And yeah, it is it is true. Like no one dies in the Filoni universe. No one dies in in a universe where characters are IP that have value, you know. But like, Gene Carlo comes back as Italian. He's Esposito. Hey, hey. you know, he's, he's got a mob of his own clothes. Hey. All right, you jabronis. Here we go. We're gonna get the Empire back together. Yeah. Oh no, sir. <laughs> The Italian chromosome was 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 kicked on, and he's he's, he's feeding all the stormtroopers spaghetti. We're gonna be on good ferrix, yeah. Rob, do you know what he said <laughs> when he saw the Death Star for the first time? That's a bigger spicy meatball. That's what he definitely said. That's a bigger spicy meatball. And they're like, no, 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 Moff Gideon. That's just our new Death Star. And then and then Dave Filoni said, "This is good shit." And then he wrote, "Finished." 
Finn <laughs> in the very last page. Yeah. With two ants. <laughs> and yeah. then it just confuses everyone. Does he mean he's Finn's dad because he's black? You know? He's not black. He I know. <laughs> Skywalker's Academy says Nara Shade will fall in love with Luke. She's the night sister that becomes Thrawn's left hand on Dathomir. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about that. That sounds crazy to me, but I'll believe you because I have no choice. But yeah, Royal Fino says, I hope they showcase the Imperial Council members in Mando 4. Lots of solid actors in there. Yeah, that's that's obviously, I think that's an, an obvious like like given, like that's where this is going to go. We're going to see all of those people not, I I believe, not in the, the, the hologram, holographic form. I think we will see them actually like with Thrawn and then now we'll be like, oh, okay, here we go. Like, and there'll probably be like their little internal squabbling. I mean, it's a possible, since this is a television series, we could even see them fight each other for an episode until he fucking pulls them all in line. I think that's, that's possible. Now it would be interesting. It would be an avenue to explore on screen and that would make it, you know, compelling at the same time though, after like, if you ask me, about the um the the clone officer and what's her name going you know eating ice cream episode i would have thought that would have been compelling too but it wasn't so so i'm a bit you know i'm a bit i don't know apprehensive um <coughs> paleon on and hux outshine gideon just in episode one when gideon can do that during three seasons also seems like they are up to to be with Thrawn conflict. Leave them, leave them dead. Leave the man dead. Yeah. Well, you know the 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 problem with the idea of the Esposito character is that they didn't know how to write it. They know the archetype that they want. They're like they like look at it and they go, okay, Vince Gilligan, and then nothing happens, and then then they say it again. And they say Vince Gilligan three times, and it just doesn't happen. You know, it takes more than Sit that. right back and you hear a tale, a tale <laughs> of Breaking Bad. Yeah. And then it's got a spinoff show. Better call some Saul. Oh, I couldn't make the last one. I tried. Yeah, KM22 says, does Lucasfilm have a good track record of going with the obvious choice, though? It's all over the place with that. With, the, with that, like, like, yeah, like, what's a given? And the idea of, like, circumventing things. Like Dave Filoni's methodology is obviously like always grounded in the world. What came before and what would that say? And then how would that interface with the new concept? And then that's how he comes to his conclusions, in my opinion. All you know, plot, no character. That that's how you end up. Yeah. That's how you end up with with, with those those sorts of, of choices. I need more um, maps I, to get to a thing to find some maps to get back to a thing to get some more maps to unlock a thing and then cut. Yeah, but you know, you never, you, you you never know, you never know what they're what they're going to do on that front, and then they over prioritize um, secrecy and not letting anybody know what the tone of their show is or what they're going for, and then they <laughs> scramble at the last second to try to clarify it, uh, but it's already too late because expectations are set because they didn't set adequate expectations from the start. Johnson. Wait, what's Jason, up? What's going he's on? He's having here? a meeting. We gotta keep it real quiet though, because there's scoopers what? around. Oh, okay. There's scoopers around, Jason. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what, what's what's going on? What do you gotta say, dude? Okay. 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 Hear me out. Yeah. We's gonna do five nights at Max Rebo's. 
Okay. Do that one, Jason. And you're going to be right. stuck with the repo for five minutes, Jason. Okay. That's it. That's what we're going to do. Well, that's, that's not Trilogy. even an idea, Dave. That's just you saying the last thing you saw and putting a Star Wars character in its place. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, we should I don't... do that, Jason. Good idea. I don't think you're ready for this, Dave. I just don't think you're ready for it, man. I'm going to give so. you some tips on your podcast. Okay. Okay. Just Go make ahead. up stuff and lie. You'll get more money. Okay. Just make up stuff, Jason. Okay. What should I... Okay, so um, in the next Star Wars series, we're going to learn that Papa was a rolling stone. Max Rebo idea. has been going around the galaxy doing it and doing it and doing it and we're gonna see in skeleton crew that that little little guy is his illegitimate son that he doesn't take care of i'm gonna use this and then that character is going to want to start a band because he lives in his dad's shadow who's a fate the famous max rebo just like the poster jason it's my favorite Mm -hmm. poster it's the shadow poster I mean, so so what do you think? I got a meeting with Kathy. You're just going to write that now, huh? You're just going to put that in the show now. Yes. You tricked me. (laughs) (laughs) See, he just got you to give him his next. That's he's a story guy now. He's he's got all the story. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we're the story guy. You got to come up with a lot of stories. So he's gonna he's gonna find any. He's kind of like the Hamburglar. He's trying to find sneaky ways to get your stories, right? <laughs> <laughs> robble, robble. Yeah, I mean, no, and I enjoy, um, Cascadian says, thank you for being a channel member, by the way. I enjoy the hell out of Moff Gideon. It's a super campy show, and he fit right in. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like, that's that's the weird thing with the Mandalorian show, you know? Is it's like, if you take it too seriously, then you're the dumb fuck. But then it's like, yep. you do have a right to I'm have stupid. expectations. No, you know what I'm saying? You have a, let me finish. You have a right to have the expectations that everything perform at a certain logic, that it does not insult your intelligence along the way. And, um, yeah. 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 Super campy when like the first shot in the Mandalorian is like stormtrooper heads on pikes and then roasting Kaliki and space lizards or monkeys or whatever that thing's called. Yeah. You know? Well, They're real campy. The, well, well, see, the, the thing about camp is camp is good as long as everybody's having fun. It's the camp then becomes groan-inducing and insulting when you're not having fun. That's 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 the whole the whole fucking thing about it. That's the uh, danger of using it and not using it appropriately, I'd say. But um, Balin says, who's the antagonist for Skeleton, skeleton Crew and Acolyte? So... Without like saying too much, Leslie Hadler. <laughs> what? What? Kathleen <laughs> fucking Kennedy, bro, stepping in the way of Dave Filoni. She takes his hat, she puts it on the ground, she steps on it, and says, "What are you gonna do, bitch?" And Filoni just fucking cowards because I can't force his female, bro. He um, runs into his bedroom and throws his face into a bed and you know, yeah. just screams into a pillow. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, so I. We know that yet there's pirates that are chasing the kids. The thing about it is, is we don't know for how many episodes. And we know that it like in the, from what, when they were filming, that it did seem like the pirates were around. Um, the theory that I have and uh, Bespin has, and I think we all share this theory most likely, 
is that the children find the ship in the forest. It everybody on the ship is dead. There are skeletons in the ship, hence skeleton crew. The kids fly the ship out on a joyride that goes south. Why does it go south? Well, do they just hyperspace into a space whale and end up in a weird place? Maybe. But I'm kind of thinking that when the ship activates, either rivals of the pirates, the dead pirates, are alerted to the ship's signature and then begin to chase it, or the allies of those dead pirates. And so I'm kind of leaning towards most likely the pirates think that the kids killed their allies, their pirate friends, and that it that's sort of what starts a beef. Um, I remember stuff about them filming in like an opulent hotel. There was stuff about pirates from Mando 3 being in, in Skeleton Crew filming at the same time. Um, I know Rob's about to have a coronary about Salad the Hut. He's dead. Don't worry. Salad the Hut can't chase him down. But um, the but other he gave guy, everyone E. coli before he left. <laughs> died of dysentery. So. Hey, it was a Quackian yeah. chicken salad. But um, <laughs> yeah, enough. and and that's one of the things though with Skeleton Crew is that it's going to be a bit campy. Yeah, those things are all super campy. It's all geared towards preteen comic book Saturday morning matinee crowd, and and that's yeah. one of the things yeah. we've been hearing yeah. about about Skeleton yeah. Crew is that it does lean into the to the camp a bit. Yeah, you, you're right. You talked me out of it. Star Wars is shit. Thanks, kids. Cascadian, appreciate it. <laughs> I learned yeah. my lesson. It's always been shit. It'll always be shit. So just root for more shit. You yeah. know, I mean, it's like those kids who grow up with the Marvel movie you like the no. least, and then they tell you that's how it's always been. So there you go. No, it's not. What? What? I mean. It, it's it's all that matters. I mean, you are right. Wookies do the Tarzan yell, so we should make a whole movie out of it. You no. know? No, it's there you not go. that. No, that's yeah. that's that's a door's been opened. Can't there, close Rob. it. Rob can't close it. Jason, gate of truth. No, nah, <laughs> in Star Wars, it, I mean, it, it we it, it's is evidenced by by this idea that it in how Star Wars is classically dealt with the stuff is in an environment. The rules are defined by the by the specific type of environment. In Jabba the Hutt's palace, you could have farts, you could have gluttony, you could have stupid burps, all of that kind of shit. Jazz but, numbers, jazz numbers. Yeah, you're, it's allowed. No, no, that's but that's exactly how this works, though. And then, but but when you get, everyone loved then, that, that was their favorite. <laughs> they were bitching was... about it when it wasn't that. So like, but, but once again, because so they, they, they go even more to make it better. No, it's just, it's just not my fault that it, after you have like hours and hours and hours of star Wars content, that it's still a mystery that how, how it, how it's handled to some people. It's fucking yeah. amazing. It, it's like, it's like deciding. I like when I have uh you know, when I go out to sushi with this person, therefore everything should be like when I go out to sushi with this person. But when you go out, when you go home, that person farts. It should um, lean and... <laughs> more into George's racist uh, alien accents, right? Yeah, but no, but it's like it's like t Tatooine is the one that it, I find that I find is the most confusing of that kind of stuff. But like, for instance, when you go on the boo, you're not going to see a fart. You're not going to see an EOP taking a shit and Jar Jar stepping in it. But you're not going to you... see people actually being persecuted or round up or anything. I mean, except for really tiny. That's just you bitching about 1999, buddy. The, the, no, no, but what, what I'm talking about is like Jabba's part of Tatooine is different than the Lars Homestead. The Lars Homestead is playing into the prairie genre. You know what I mean? 
Like it's the it's 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 the West. They, they hide it's, guns it's the Western in the front. Yeah, no, but it's the Western Front on that one. So you won't see that there. But when you go over to the Job of the Hut part of Tatooine into the Java Sphere, then that's when it is all. I just like how Uncle Owen's like, out. life is harsh. We keep guns in the walls. You know, uh, mm-hmm. women will come for Luke in the middle of the night and try to kill him when he's a baby. It's super tough. And then just, uh, I don't know, about a half a click away, jazz numbers, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, it's jazz a big numbers planet. and Vespas. That's a whole yeah. other, not, not half a click away. I, I don't, I don't think, you know, I, I mean, Star Wars, it just deals with things in a stupid way. It doesn't go like, oh, let, let's, let's show them driving for 15 hours over to Java's. But if it's a whole planet, it would take probably, you probably couldn't drive. They'd be like driving to China. Let the, the Wookiee run it. But I, I mean, I mean, that's, but that's how Wookiee. you could, that's how you could justify it to yourself though. I mean, like if, if Luke is in, in the American West, uh, where's Java is like China, you know what I mean? Like more than more than like it's like completely. Like, it was on different. the other side of the planet, perhaps. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it would have like been better right down the street. It would have been better to have set Java's palace on a different planet than Tatooine, like Narshada or something. You know. <laughs> KM twenty two says you can't convince me that Co Bibble never ripped a mustard gas fart just because he's on Naboo. But, Invasion. But, but that's the uh, the uh, thing is it's like look, think about the ISB scenes in in Andor. You, you're not going to have like anything from those other two places happening <laughs> the there. Old the yeah. old guys like, <laughs> yeah, that, you know what I mean though. But 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 that's 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 what Star Wars does is is it it uses its setting to to sort of define like the parameters of of its rules. Like you're not going to see monsters walking around the Death Star, but if you go into the trash compactors, well, there, there's where the monsters lie and. It just it, it 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 plays with things in that way, and that's what kind of keeps it fun. But I used just... to tell kids in the in the schoolyard that the yeah. Dianoga was because Darth Vader poops Sith monsters. Like, <laughs> yeah, and they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't not they couldn't deny it. Like, it was hard to <laughs> yeah. like yeah. It's like you know it's, it's a Sith monster. He Sith poops monster. Sith monsters. Yeah. yeah, Darth Vader has to poop, right? But. Yeah, that that's why when you when you have like like a like like the pod race and all of like the gluttony and the and the the, the stupid eccentricities, it's just like there's like a slider there on on how much eccentricities are are allowed. Now, if I were making Skeleton Crew, I would allow children to go into the most eccentric parts of Star Wars. That would be, I think, the most fun for the kids. The mo- would get the most reaction. I wouldn't I wouldn't have Skeleton Crew and then be like, well, here's the Andor reality. Like, you know, boring that I would, would be. That would be so fucking boring to see kids in the Andor reality. Oh, I'm hungry. I'm fucking hungry. Like, that would we be saw the whole kids thing. in the Andor reality. Andor. Yeah, he was boor- a kid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's that was why your it's... favorite part when he was raging against the machine. Yeah. That's not the show, though, is it? It like, is the show. Whole show hangs on that. No, Rob. The show's not Andor at 10 years old. You go back to your review. Rob, go watch the show. Andor's 10 about three minutes in the whole fucking thing. Yeah, I just ruined your little your little shit. No, there. no, no, you didn't. A flashback to a child does not mean that's the show, Rob. You just because it happens. I no, you're you're thinking it that I said because it happens in the show, it means it's the show. That's crazy. Yes. You know what I mean? It would be like saying the Batman flashback means Batman was a kid in the whole Batman. Yes. It's not. No, he's, no. He's still dressing up in a costume, but he's got like his parent telling him not no. to go out too late and, you know, go to school. Yes, he's a giant kid. And, he's a giant and I'm going to be Jason, fucking yes, real with you right now, Rob. The toy is not a Spider Man prequel. 
He okay. puts his logo on everything. Only kids do this, Jason. Kids and Trump. Like that's it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, Nobu, Nobu um, uses the same kind of kind of logic in that Nobu has. And with Nabu, you have the royal Nabu palaces, and and that you know very Italian slash Roman whatever kind of culture that it's pulling from. And then underneath in the sea, you have your undersea Gungan city. That's a completely different culture with different attitudes and rules, and the kind of silliness that will happen there doesn't necessarily pertain to the other spot. That doesn't mean when Jar Jar shows up, he's not bumbling and and a moron because that's part of his character. But yes, we are all adult children. This it's the part of the play where everyone's a moron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but but with with skeleton crew, like like when you look at Andor, if Andor's for the forty year olds, skeleton crew is being does. Hopefully, everybody likes all of it, but it's probably aiming gonna gonna aim younger. It just is, and there's like absolutely nothing wrong with that if it's not condescending. Like when we were kids and we watched the Goonies and we watched Explorers and we watched, you know, um, E.T. and and sh- stuff like that, it was never condescending to us. It treated um, the, a child's reality yeah. as Mac worthwhile, and scary, and, and real. Yeah, and Mac and Me is the one that didn't. <laughs> it goes in a wheelchair I'm, over the side of a fucking... I'm thinking they'll probably do Mac and Me. I think they learned the wrong lessons. They're going to have... They're going to have them all dancing in a Burger King. On the what you're episode. telling me is Kathleen Kennedy looks at Mac and me. And she's like, that's the one I wish I produced that I didn't. Yeah, that's the one that got away. <laughs> that's the one I wanted and I didn't get. It's her white space whale. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. Yeah, so. <coughs> no, so, so the, you know, you know if, if the show is condescending. If I watch it and I feel like, oh, I'm this is silly and boring and stupid, and then my kids aren't interested in it, then you know, I have kids that are the, the exact perfect age. When when Skeleton Crew hits, they're gonna be like nine and ten, or between ten and eleven years old. And like, if it doesn't land for for my kids and I'm not entertained, then I I'll know the show failed. You know, it failed at at what it's doing, but. Jin Erso as a kid looks tougher than all these skeleton kids. Just, just letting you know, Jace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but once again, what the the problem, Rob, is is that it they are doing the New Republic is clean. That's what they're what what they're what they're yeah. doing. These are yeah. these are. These I, are love, I love clean Star Wars. It's my favorite. Right, but once again, it's the I problem is only universe. if it stays clean. That's the problem. There's nothing wrong with saying, yes, this is civilized society. But once we get out, once we get into the outback, once we hit the frontier, then you cannot maintain that. And that's that's what I'm I'm hoping that the aesthetic design of the Mando era does go with that. It does go with, yeah, this looks like the Ewok adventure. This is Star Tours. We are civilized in this the, for these couple of years. We are coming from... Uh, a planet that is, you know, these kids are in an academy at school. They're not going to be stinky little frontier kids. But if they stay that way, that will be disappointing. You know what I mean? Like, that's my that's my take. It's fine to go from clean to dirty. If you have a lived-in galaxy and it gets lived in, fine. And there's nothing wrong with, with thing. you know, every kid gets, generally gets new clothes for school. It's like, you know, and uh, 
if we're starting at the beginning of the school year and they got their, their, their new clothes on fine. But if it's, if we end up at the end of the, we're in episode eight and everybody looks exactly the same and nothing has changed over that time, that's going to be like lame. But anyways, to go back to the question, pirates seem to be uh, one adversary. I'm also just of the opinion, my opinion, not a scoop, but well, Hold on, I'm the typing the scoop was, out right now. Was that Chat Jude, GPT. Jude Law was codenamed and referred to only as the teacher. Mm. And um, everyone else had names, but he was the teacher. And um, we know now that he's like a, like he has the force and stuff like that. So I think the implication here is that we have this this guy who was going to be a Jedi and didn't make it, but he's been surviving out in the He's Obi-Wan Kenobi's brother. Yeah, he's Obi-Wan's brother. It could be. Who fucking knows? It's, it's, I mean, mm-hmm. I, would, I would buy Jude Law being his brother. But, um, but he survives. And uh, just the fact that they're out in the galaxy learning the ropes of how to contend with the world, that's one of the, you know, the basic things with uh, the hero's journey is the hero leaves home, ends up in the world, must contend with the world, and then meet the challenges of it, and there's always a teacher. And A New Hope, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi and Han Solo. Both of those characters help Luke become a man by the end of the story, so to speak. And uh, so I'm guessing that he's going to be a bit of a shyster. That's, that's, I think that's going to be his, t- his different take. So we may have a story where at first... They meet him, and he appears to be a friend, but he might just be ripping him off. He may just be stealing their ship or something, you know. He may, ha- or he may have links to the dead crew. I mean, we don't. So this is all speculation on my part, but <clears throat> I'm guessing that it we're going to have them not be with with, with Jude Law, <clears throat> and and then they will obviously become, you know, yeah, bad news bearers. You know what I mean? Walter Matthau is not going to want them at first, and then they will probably coalesce into something more of a of a unit as they have to work together or maybe as the pirates are chasing them both something so like we that. might be able to eat the rebo yeah keep them well it does look like in the the uh that that scene that that's around um they're in a jail cell in a prison cell together and then that he helps them escape so i'm guessing that that's probably how they meet maybe it's possible, but I don't know. Do you know how Skeleton Crew ends? Uh, I do not. No, I don't. I don't at this time. Um, nothing firm. I know some back end story stuff, but exterior I don't know space and credits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how it ends. Well, also too. I mean, like, but like how something ends. Like, like I had like how Ahsoka ended, and then but when you look at it like they kind of move in the edit as things get moved around it's like kind of the ending but you know what i mean it was like how it was how it was constructed but how it's finalized is like a little bit different yeah but the question with skeleton crew is do they just end up back home by the eighth episode you know what i mean having gone on an adventure and experienced things and it, there's always a i i would my assumption is going to be they will get home at by the end that that will be the overall um story and then uh they will get home and then i'm guessing if they want to do more the kids just can't they can't conform to civilized republic life 
um, going to school after they've got I'm a taste. I'm used to space right. adventures, Jason. Mm-hmm. And when I'm the, the thuggy cult and ran around with the Jedi, and I ran around. <laughs> yeah. They're like that all fucking day, man. The orphanage just sends them, just, just send them out. Just leave them on the street. Chris asked, over under, we see Mando and Skeleton Crew. So there was a rumor that the I helmet? don't think, um, I don't think pan i don't think as i shouldn't say panned out but i don't think it's had any more weight to it but the rumor was that mando was going to be hired to to find the children when the parents can't get them and that that's how he was going to be in it um that feels like an obvious thing to me and um i've never got anything more on that so i don't think it's really gonna pan out i don't think that rumor is going to be a thing personally but does make sense you know what i mean it was one of the most practical things i've ever heard from and uh the person who told me was like you should look into this you should look you know i heard this you should look into it i looked into it i didn't get anything else so they were filming around the same time would it would be too hard but i also feel like if mando was was filming why is mando all wet in one episode of skeleton crew and then not all wet <laughs> right the next scene so yeah. weird because it's yeah. campy rob don't care stop caring <laughs> yeah but yeah i i don't i don't i don't know like skeleton crew sounds to me like a show that was pitched and conceived all on its own by by its its creators and its crew and then more or less adapted into the the era and the other shows so putting mando in that role could be the case would make sense but i don't know but also if they did that it would it would help not seeing mando and grogu for a long time that would be a nice place to to do it but i wouldn't expect it you know and then um, who's the antagonist for Acolyte? Random Force users? From what we think we know, uh, well, you know what? I, I don't really think any of the spoilers for Acolyte and the early stuff that wasn't me and Bespin, I don't think any of that has panned out. But from the uh, trailer, we seem to have Amandla Stenberg's character attempting to assassinate Carrie Ann Moss, his character, who's a Jedi. We know that she was a Padawan who's no longer a Padawan and that her master is her old master is still a Jedi in the Jedi order. And so for some reason she is either expelled or is like a conscientious objector to the Jedi. And then clearly is, is, is involved with something darker. It's what it seems like. And, uh, but it's weird because the way that it's, that it's presented is that her and her master are trying, or her old master are trying to solve what this crime is. So to me, that implies, this is just the implication, doesn't mean it's the reality, that there are, there's Sith going-ons out there, and her master is like, I need to figure out what this is, gets her in on it to help him, because my also guess is because it's, it's, a, it's a thriller. She can do the things he can't do, because she's no longer a Jedi. Therefore, she can go and not, if the Jedi say don't do something, she doesn't have to listen. So so that's probably what, what we're going to have there. But then 
maybe in the process of that is converted into the to, to the sith side of of things or something like that i don't know but so i think that it yeah the jedi order itself is going to probably be the antagonist but but it's more about the mystery of the breadcrumbs so you know at the end do they find garth plagueis or some shit like that it's it's completely possible he could show up there or whoever his the guy who came before him or lady who came before him is and um you know so anything is is possible for that front but i would it does seem like an assassination attempt is is in there so it's so that's so i think it's more of pulling off the plan and solving the mystery and how those things converge but it does sound like skeleton sorry acolyte is intended to be several seasons that's what they want I, I, my, my opinion is that they want, they want the acolyte to probably take over the Disney plus Mandover stuff as Filoni transitions to the film stuff. I don't think that there's enough room for an active Mandover series du jour and all of the acolyte stuff at the same time. And I think if one thing jumps to film, then no, no once, Chronicles of Pele Moto. No, but, but once no. something jumps to like film, they're going to be way more weird about what they're going to let the TV shows do that reveals anything from the, from the, from the films. They're not cool enough to like, be like, yeah, we just gave away something big from the, from the film in episode four of uh Mandalorian. They're not that cool. They're, they're way too fucking uptight. So that's why I, I hope I'm, I hope that attitude changes. That would be great, but I am not expecting it. You know, I'm not expect. I, I think that, the most we're going to see with the Mando stuff is setting up the climate for the films. Thrawn's back. The Imperial Remnant is reformed. The Empire is truly back. And blah, 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 you know? But, yeah. And then, like, like Skywalker's Academy says, they're unknowns, I think. Later seasons may lead up to Tenebris and Plagueis. <laughs> and and they may not. That's, that's, like, the other thing. It's, like, all of, like, like that stuff is probably going to be completely reformed because whatever the story needs. So that's why I'm like, when it comes to Plagueis, I'm like, how are they going to handle it? Does play is Plagueis still alive in the time of Phantom Menace? That was like one of those weird, what the fuck George Lucas last minute. Like I just, I'm going to blow your guys' minds kind of thing that he decided to do. But I don't think people at Lucasfilm like the idea. I think they're like, fuck when that happened. Not just them. But so, so point being is, yeah, that might be one of the things that Lucas contributes that that dies off, that doesn't make it, you know? Because it stands to reason they're going to want to tell the young Palpatine story. And realistically, the young Palpatine story is a High Republic story. Have you ever heard of the story of Darth Plagueis the Groomer? Yeah, right? <laughs> I have. I have. <laughs> yeah. It's an erotic adventure and a Raleigh, oh, but no, I mean, I mean, but that's, that's, those are, those are the uh, things to like, to like, think about, like when we talk about the high Republic era, like, yeah, Palpatine, Palpatine is born in it. And if, so it does stand to reason eventually when every named main character is series or movie fodder, somebody's going to make the young Palpatine story. You know what I mean? There's there's going to be a uh, 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 some kind of humanizing a, element in him losing his way, kind of kind of thing, and 
Because right now, is that Palpatine, Indiana Jones kid Sean Patrick Flannery going to play him still again? Powder? Yeah, yes. of course. Powder Powder's going to play him, but not Phenomenon. We don't fucking yeah. talk about Phenomenon. Uh, um, <laughs> come on, Travolta's second best movie. You know, Listen, I'm a Powder Man. I'm Powder Man, all the way. Uh, Phenomenon, fuck off. Also, Dante's Inferno. Uh, that said, yeah, I think uh, I think that it like we could see the series lead up into it into young palpatine but we need the 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 timeline to be more cemented it keeps being a bit like oh it's roughly this it's roughly that uh, you know and but palpatine's the one character in star wars who has absolutely no redeeming quality he is completely just satan the whole time and um i don't want to you know we don't really need, you know, Star Wars, the Star Wars story that makes us go, oh, you know what? Hitler was just a man, too. You know, space Hitler was just a man, too. We don't really necessarily need that. But there isn't there is the possibility for an intriguing story. I mean, when you think about like what that guy was like, you know, in his early 20s. Unless Kathy's like, we've already got the Star Wars fans. We need to get the big liars, too. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get that audience because we gotta always get a new audience. Okay, our audience, we got them. We got them. They're good. They don't 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 buy anything we put out, but we gotta get a new audience. So what what we're thinking is Palpatine meets Pretty Little Liars. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah, Pretty Little Salad Dots. Um, it'll be like cabbage patch kids but with actual cabbages <laughs> yeah Pistol it's Pete. the 80s all over again jason <laughs> yeah Pistol Pete says, so back, baby Sorry. basically it's like if ahsoka became a sith yeah kind of in, in a way is is what it might be but also the thing about acolyte to remember is we are making assumptions that that she's going to be the that she's the acolyte sith like it does go into quote dark side intrigue but as you know in the first season of the show for all we know she's an ex-padawan a, a jedi who quit who was investigating this this stuff and it's just more like a, a space cop you know what i mean it doesn't she pronounce it padawan or paduan or pedawan Cause I got a feeling. No, don't say pedo one. Don't <laughs> but, say pedo one. Well, Jason, they do steal children. Like I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cam twenty two. The acolyte is considered High Republic era content. Yeah, like all of the High Republic stuff that we've had so far has only been from the media, uh, the, the 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 print media uh, endeavor or whatever you want to call it. And um, this is the going to be the the thing that actually like shows what it what it it looks like and what it feels like this is the uh, definitive thing this is what this show is what makes or breaks the concept i think you know what i mean if it Man, if i just it can't wait to hear the nemodians talk dude like i just yeah. like <laughs> this is gonna go over you know there's a whole group of people who've either forgotten or never seen the phantom menace enough to remember this jason mm-hmm. but when it happens you're gonna hear shocked and what, what, why is disney's getting real like <laughs> yeah no, yeah no, real I, insensitive I, disney yeah, yeah. No, we're likely going to going to see battle droids and um, trade federation stuff in it. I would think. Well, we saw it, the Nemodian in the trailer, the leaked one. Yeah, and and we we have because uh, I I think like one of the things that's going to most likely happen is we're going to see how 
we're gonna like the the political intrigue that does happen in it will likely be like oh yeah they bought off these politicians this corporations bought these people off who's but who's buying off the corporations kind of thing and then so i i think i said i think it's going to be a bit a bit like a cop show in a way or like a, like a, a bit noir a bit of noir feeling to to some of that stuff is the impression that i'm getting and um it's a good cast too for what it's worth i, I think it actually has one of the stronger cast in any of the shows we've seen on disney plus for star wars so you know if it doesn't connect well what can you do but yeah it, it's it's definitely going to be them investigating like i said these crimes and what, what and then so i think it's good and i, I don't think it's going to be like episode one uh-oh sith lord's here i think it's going to be like episode one through three are like what's going on with this like with this corporate fucking crime kind of thing and then it's going to lead to the next thing and i think it's, it's going to be like it will elevate is kind of my my guess and then by the end of it we know oh shit it goes right to the top baby you know something like that it's an inside job yeah um cascading says remember when george was going to give emperor palpatine a love interest maybe that's the acolyte dispersed love you know it did sound a lot like they were doing it where mother talzin was like his love interest and um she massively fucks him over and then he gets his revenge but in doing so starts the pathway to they were going to do something like that all of the the uh twitter oh uh, no jason no mm-hmm. no I, and she had a nickname for him is it's going to be called puppy teen oh so, yeah you know, my little puppy teen oh my little puppy teen uh, yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. gonna be real sweet yeah uh mm-hmm. jonathan was helping me with that and uh he wrote shit so i cut it out yeah. do, you th- do you think palpatine was like when you cheated on me it was a real shocker and then he starts shocking her yeah <laughs> yeah and then she said, "You're being a poopy teen." And uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. I wrote that one. We were going to keep that anyway, but uh, yeah, I think this would be a reference, like at a comic book, where like Darth Vader's like, "She lives in your head, rent free." And then he's going to be, "What about Padme?" <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. But yeah. uh, Benlin says, "How can skeleton crew kill a child character?" You think John Watson Ford would do that? No, I don't. Oh, you can just kill him, Jason. It doesn't matter. It's Star no, Wars. I mean, it's campy. You can just kill him campy wise. Just uh, no, yeah, it's you just being... have like a big anvil fall on him or something. It'll be really fun. I mean, yeah. there. When you look at what Skeleton Crew is doing down to the down to every last detail, it's Amblin. Uh-huh. It's what Amblin would do. They didn't kill a goon. Oh, not sure. They, oh, they didn't kill an ET uh, kid. Uh, yeah, but you know, honestly. I put the short round was got he was real in my movie and his movie was just making stupid gadgets, you know. Short round didn't die either. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he actually uh originally he pulled out Indy's heart and then put it back and he's like, I put your heart back like the Tin Man, Jason. You know. (laughs) It was uh it's gonna be like a real cyclical, you know, Wizard of Oz thing. All right, well, Um, this is uh fascinating. I gotta go play Fortnite that my battle pass is almost complete. (laughs) Yeah, go finish your battle pass, George. Yeah, all right. Jorkin Wookie says, I bet anything that the point of the Acolyte is to tell the hidden rise of the Sith how they came back and ultimately go to um, Papa Palpatine. Yeah, I mean, probably. It it probably will, you know, depending on the parameters of the show, but it does seem like it's going to go, you know, into, like I said, two Jedi investigating crimes, the crimes of the Sith. And then, like, they obviously can't find that out on day one. But the thing about it is, with that character being um, an ex-Jedi, 
being somebody who left the Jedi Order either kicked out or quit, whichever it happens to be, that that implies a philosophical fundamental difference in ideology from the Jedi themselves, which would make that person somewhat susceptible to the ideas and teachings of Sith Lords, right? I would think in the Star Wars universe, um, if we look at everything as being, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, Coke or Pepsi, <laughs> Jedi or Sith, then that's that's how it's it's going to fall. Yeah, and hopefully, as a tree says, blockades and making clan time. And yeah, hopefully they know how to present those things without, you know, because like you can watch cop shows and they'll be like investigating corporate espionage and shit like that and things that have gone on and it's not boring. Um, it's George Lucas who will like to tell you about the intricacies of it, <laughs> his fun ideas that he finds fun. And uh, I'm hoping that that Headland doesn't do that or has a more nuanced way of doing it, which I'm going to guess would be the case, right? I mean, it makes sense anyways. But Look, look, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. But this show has been pitched as sort of the bad guys of the centrist, and that yeah. trailer was not was not bad guy centric. It right. was all good guys. So I don't know because I don't know if marketing is on the same page as uh, what the story might be. You know? Yeah. Dave says uh, Headland has said explicitly in Variety that Acolytes were 100 years before the Phantom Menace. Therefore, it's 100 years after the THR books, so Palpatine won't be born yet. Probably. That's probably. And they've also have said it's 50 years before the Phantom Menace as well. So, yeah, like what, like I said, I want it to be very, very, like, firm, not about, like, what is it? Like, like what's it going to be? And, like, you know, how old is Palpatine in the Phantom Menace? That, that's, like, a big question because, you know, obviously, if that's, wait, 100, if 22. it is, like, 100 years... Then I'm. What'd you say? It's like sixty, probably in Phantom Menace. Oh, like in people years? Yeah, yeah, I'd say about that. Yeah, you know what I mean. He looks like he's like in his sixties. You know what I mean. So, Palpatine age. Let me see if it. Okay, so if Palpatine Phantom Menace, he's supposed to be fifty-two. Is what they were saying. Oh, must be a smoker. It must be man. He must be smoking, smoking some fucking Plagueis, Plagueis shit. Some purple Urkel. Um. Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, take away 13 years after it means he would be 65 when he's the emperor, when he becomes emperor at age 65. So, <clears throat> even though it looks like he's a fucking hundred because he got turned into a ball sack by, by Mace Windu. <laughs> if you ever think about that, Mace Windu's greatest feat is turning Palpa helping turn Palpatine into a ball sack. But, uh, yeah, so, so he's like, so he's like 65. So that means, yeah, we 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 have probably a, a generation to two generations of Sith lords before we could get we get to him in a way. But if but with Plagueis, if he is a, a mun or immune, I don't remember how it's pronounced. Um, people um, have fought with me. It says in the Wikipedia article that they live normal human age, you know. And I'm like, okay, fine. But what if they just doesn't? What if? What if they could live to be 400 years old, you know? So we might have that character as the main Sith Lord for longer. Um, just depends on what they want to do. Uh, Drunken Wiki says, it makes sense to show us to introduce Tenebris and then the Plagueis eventually. Yeah, I mean, and but once again, uh, Tenebris was... Uh, uh, who who wrote the, the Plagueis book? Was it Lucino? 
probably a Lucino created character. I like the stuff with with it. Like I think it's fun. But will they uh will they go that way? No. They might not. You know, it might just be whoever the new characters are to Plagueis. The books um, don't really matter. No, but Leslie Headland is an EU fan. She yeah. read those books, enjoyed them when she was just a citizen. Just a, yeah. not a Star Wars citizen, just a citizen. A civilian, Rob. She was reading those things. So you have to yeah. think that it as a creative, she's like, Oh, I like this stuff. She's buying it, she's reading it, but then she's also, but it would be better if so the questions are where does Henland go? It's better because and not like where those changes. Leslie Henland's kinda... changing the books now because she thinks she's better. Hey. You can see the headline. See how it works, Jason. You Careful what you funny? say. She probably is. <laughs> it probably is better. I know. Um, you, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the storytelling in Russian doll, probably better than this. Sam yeah, listens to all of it while he watches flat earth videos just to get caught in the loop. <laughs> I want to see what they're arguing about. <laughs> Poor Santa. He has so much abuse from us. Um, <laughs> yeah. Listen, you know, yeah, they keep showing guess. me flat earth videos, Jason. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyways, to be clear, Skeleton Crew, Christmas season. Doesn't mean December. Doesn't mean on Christmas. It's Christmas season. That's 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 the window. That's what we got. December twenty fourth, twenty twenty four. Christmas Eve. All eight episodes. Joking. Yeah. Uh, all at once. Okay. Shogun says, "Do you think there's something inherently hard to do about a Star Wars story that is Sith centric? They're all evil. So how to to depict a society that's R rated in nature?" Yeah, the, the uh, pr- I think the problem is that you fall into anti-hero territory and anti-hero stuff is a blurry line. Star Wars, cla- the classic Star Wars stuff that people fell in love with, the reason why it's the global phenomenon is the black and whiteness of it. It's everything is the original stuff was just very clear. This guy's good. This guy's bad. And that's why, like, the Darth Vader story that gives us any empathy for him at all is told over six, basically six films. And um, and then so you have that right there. But if you go, like, people say, like, oh, I, I, there's this fake infographic going around that Vader is coming to a Disney Plus series. And I, I, in my opinion, that would be a very, very difficult thing to tell without having other characters be our protagonist experiencing Darth Vader and and having to like Yeah, but he's gonna be a feminist it. in this one because it's Disney Plus and then they're gonna start calling him Vader. Vader. And, uh, Darth Vader. Yeah. Oh, very good, Rob. Yeah. We're making the talking points for the fandom menace now. Yeah, um Rob, Where's Rob, our super chat buddy? Rob Fandom Menace <laughs> marketing director uh over here. Yeah. Um Vader. her. Oh, see? so stupid. Um, anyway, you know, Jason, when this happens, what do I get? Huh? What do I get? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> well, but anyways, the the uh, thing is, is that yeah, is like when you go anti-hero, you end up kind like like there's people who watch Breaking Bad and don't get Walter White's the bad guy. Why is like, his wife keeping him down? Well, it, it's <laughs> yeah, and because you like, but because because the anti-hero narrative inherently makes us like like empathetic towards the actions of evil 
or bad stuff. Because you got to make something like Sopranos in order for it to work on any level. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to do it with Star Wars. Yeah, when you have like mobsters and you're like, oh yeah, he just choked out a guy and killed him with a pencil or some shit like that. But you know, he did it for the family. Then you're like, oh, I kind of get it. You know what I mean? It kind of, you, you could understand it. What, why, why they do the bad things. Um, but when you get, when it, like when it comes to Star Wars, the idea of the Sith is actually like just ham-fisted stupidity. I want more power. Oh, how do I level up my power? Cause I'm so hurt inside. Like that's, that's it. <laughs> That's it's like that's that's really it, but but, See, but Jason, that's how I hear it when these guys mm-hmm. talk about this shit all yeah. day, right? I'm no, like, no, hey, and you, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, and that that's why that's why you don't necessarily want to delve too deep into it unless you know well, it works better in a video game, like mm-hmm. or something animated. I'm not saying because they're less, because when you have drawings or pixels, yeah, you're not. You know, you you can ascribe to it a certain level of of awareness. Yeah, yes. I don't know how to describe that, right? Like it's, but when it's a person, you're like, well, "This is fucking ridiculous!" Like, right? It's, just, right? it's almost like what we do in the shadows, right? Like it needs to be like a parody, you know? Like, it, in order yeah. for it to, yeah. and like like the uh, the uh, thing uh, um, philosophically about the way that the Sith have been designed is there's not really a good angle to it. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, the only angle, it's just, it's almost like Satanist. The only angle that where you could go like Satanism is good. And we're talking about like the Satanism as a religion is it does say, just look at yourself and do what's right for you. And that that kind of shit like that. It's basically like a self-sufficient kind of thing. I'm not endorsing Satanism, hell Satan. Um, Just saying, but it's like, like that's the only like real angle from what they've established before that makes it make any you know any kind of like sense. It's not really a sensible religion. No one would 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 got sensible unless there's like metalhead would be like yeah fucking Sith Lord is fucking cool dude. Like it doesn't really actually make any sense as a philosophy for like everyday life. Uh, a street metalhead a turn into turtle. Yeah, I mean like what's a street vendor gonna do with with Sith? uh ideology you know what i'm saying so well gonna gonna sell rain glowing ice cream cones like it's yeah it's possible i mean it's the red one it's happened before but yeah so so anyways though like like uh it i don't think it has to be r-rated to tell a sith lord story but but how do you keep people like intrigued i mean even look at the old republic with revan and stuff like that it's the empathy that you feel like during some of the bad, you know, the evil turn and stuff has to do with the other characters. So that's where it's just like, I'm not a huge fan of, of bad guy stories unless it's like the idea of like the Joker film, you know, mental illness and that kind of thing. And you're just watching somebody spiral into taxi driver. Okay, fine. But, um, you know, there's not really a lot of um, stuff there for me. Usually now what I would say if you took the Andor kind of vibe and you were to go through and do a uh, house of cards with Tony Gilroy about Palpatine. Oh, I'm fucking in. Like, I believe that could, that would work. I could see how you could make that work, especially because you would have people that are working with Palpatine for their own reasons that seem to make sense to them. And so, so there's, there's always the possibility of making that shit work. D- don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like, like it's it's off the table. Some I can make it work, Jason. It. I have I have a sixteen series 
trilogy, quadrilogy, billogy, quadrilogy, script already laid out. It's not hard, Jason. You know, just give me an agent. Give me an Asian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just I I don't yeah. So so that that's where like like when I always hear like oh yeah they're making a Dark Tenebris the TV series. I'm always just like, what but about that? Didn't you prefer My Hero Vigilantes over My Hero? I do, but they're good guys still. They're they're the ones who didn't get into space school. So like if they wanted to do Star Wars <clears throat> story about the the kids who didn't get into the Jedi Order and still decided to use the force to do their own thing and then become vigilantes that's badass do it like i'm i'm there for it you know but um but it's not necessarily like i don't know if when you when you deal with black and white evil and good kind of thing that's where that's where it gets so complicated about how you actually like sell that especially when look at how like a lot of people struggled with andor they shouldn't have, but they did because because all they watch is Star Wars. So it was like, oh, this is this is hard for me. Yeah. It's really weird. But um, so Shogun says their Sith society needs to be dark enough to warrant them coming up with the rule of two. Maybe not R rated, but yeah, that that would be like like an idea I could see working out would be like the, the like an if, for instance an animated movie that was about how the the whole sith thing happened an overview of it uh that would be maybe fun you know what i mean but once again you don't really come up with necessarily with characters that you that you connect to and then they almost fail because it, for them to become evil they failed they've they've gone off the the correct path and uh so that's where i'm like you know that's where it doesn't necessarily make like a lot of sense to me but you know i would love to be as always love to be proven wrong on that. Cause I mean, it, it could definitely be fun. I just don't know in my head who the right filmmakers would be to go and who could pull that story off in like a meaningful way. You know what I mean? Or some shit like that. But yeah, crawling chaos says the Pat Everman rejects could be like a star Wars gangsta show. Yeah. And that's, and we kind of like might be seeing that with skeleton crew with that, with that character, you know, with that Jedi who is sort of like, just using what he got to exist and to make it. That's what we think he is anyways. Mean Street says, one such subtle homage exists in Return of the Jedi, where a captivating scene has drawn a deep-rooted connection with a particular legendary film from Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, when when, uh, when uh, Jabba gets choked out like he's, uh, what's his name? In Godfather? So... but You know, it's that cut scene where they woke up with half a rancor shoved into Java's bed or some shit, you know, like yeah, yeah she uh Aria just sent me the, the shot of from Skeleton Crew. I'm sorry, I don't think it's Can't see nothing. Nope, nope, it's covering yeah. It so that right there yeah. is the dead body on the ship. You know what I mean? On the on the skeleton crew ship. So yeah. But uh um anyways, just to like wrap up that that conversation, I think the the problem is that it your audience needs to identify with it and um people like vigilantes like batman and stuff like that but straight up like here's like we don't we don't go to the theaters usually i don't think and like watch oh here's just a movie about nazis being nazis like that's not a thing 
that people identify with that they want. Give America not... a few years, Jason. You know, you're, you're short selling. <laughs> hey. You're short selling our audiences oh, here. Oh, trust you know? me. I know. I know. <laughs> um, no, but but that's not you know like like you they want they want like the uh, the good guys. Now you could but you could also do this 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 idea behind acolyte is potentially a way of exploring that without like like I'm gonna I'm I'm under the assumption that Amanda Stenberg will likely become an acolyte for evil, but she's gonna be an acolyte for good first. And, and yeah, like and, I think there's bad guys, and I want to kill them. The Jedi don't believe me because they're all stupid, and we know that. So I'm gonna go kill them, and in killing them, I become them. Something like that, yeah, right. Yeah, or and or and then like, but like also the big thing is what was her rift with the Jedi Order? What made her get fired or quit? And then and then that right there is going to be she the, was a librarian, the, and she was handing out banned books. I mean, no, she might she might be one of the ones that's like, hey, I don't think it was right. You took us from our family. I don't think it's right. You broke our family. She might be somebody who wanted to change that. Like we don't there's there's a lot of different ways of getting at this. I mean, there's there's the Ahsoka Tano way. There's I mean, and when you get down to it, I mean, it could be it could mirror the Ahsoka Tano thing because that's what Palpatine does to Ahsoka. And it might be something that it, the Sith have done before. And that's why he knew to do it. You know, it might be where he got yeah. the idea. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that they could come up with to make that kind of shit work. But I, I, I am, I am of the of the opinion that um, we, we we wait till episode seven where they ask her why are you doing this, and she goes, you know, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, sorry for another time. Right. And we just um, never get around to it. <laughs> you know, you know, it's been nine years since the Force Awakens teaser. It's been that long. Um, Shut your mouth. But, yeah, it's true. But uh. Yeah, it, it, it we are in a place where I think the television series is the best place to to dig into that because you could add all these different characters, you could have ways of of the audience forming attachments to them. That's just not just like I want more power, I'm evil and emo, you know? Cuz that's kind of what it all what it kind of classically ends up being is a bit evil and emo. So hurt people, hurt others, Rob. You know what I mean, dude? You know what I'm saying, bro? You don't, do you? Thank you for the super chats today, Shogun Order. I do appreciate it, man. I know what you were saying. <laughs> what? You sound like Kanye to me just yeah. now. Um, yeah, but anyways, uh, thank you to everybody for being a channel member, what? liking the video, and supporting the show. It is appreciated. It's how, it's how I can afford to go out to breakfast and get any info at all <laughs> for this shit. Um, yeah, and then if there's any news tomorrow, I think there might be some news tomorrow. I think I think it looks likely. Ooh. Um, I don't know, maybe Bestman Bulletin will put something out tomorrow. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. I'm gonna tell him to though. And then we'll, uh, yeah, so we'll, I'll see you guys tomorrow. That's that's the plan, anyways. What's today? Today's Tuesday, so yeah, I like, I like to do a Wednesday show. And then, uh, yeah, if you have any questions or whatever, just leave them in the comments and we will see them. And, um, Make sure you like the video and all that jazz and, you know, become a channel member if you can. It's nice around the holidays to have a little bit of Christmas cash. I don't I, I appreciate it at least. And it hey, just uh, consider Chris, it bribes. Like Vespin takes bribes in the form of Patreon. Jason takes bribes in the form of subscriptions, you know. Sorry to says, mention the holiday special and just ends the stream. I'll have to remember to do that shit that tomorrow early. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, remember that time I tried to make you watch the holiday special on the stream and then they just shut it down on us? 
<laughs> one time the algorithm worked for me, right? That's like, oh man, it got me out of so much pain. But anyways, uh, yeah, we will be back tomorrow. So everyone be cool. Stay in school. Thanks, thanks for hanging out with me today, Rob. Say bye, Rob. Bye, Rob. Ships.